A new J.D. Power study on the retirement planning found that over half of those planning for retirement were classified as financially unhealthy, with over 60% of respondents sharing that they have challenges managing their accounts. Coming up, the easiest way to help you stay financially healthy as you approach retirement. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Jules. Welcome to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, along with uh, the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. And we're talking Sam Dual and Luke Van Abel in studio uh, once again this week. Uh, anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us, 866-203-7486 is their number. And it's always great to be uh, with the folks that can give you that retirement lifestyle review. And we'll uh, discuss that, explore that in uh, greater detail later. But as uh, Sam said before the break, the 2022 J.D. Power U.S retirement plan digital experience study explores the shocking pitfalls that come uh, with utilizing the resources of the digital age when you're planning for retirement now statisticals break down the statistics break down uh, how the digital world poses a threat to your financial future. Now, I know that uh, Sam's social media can be a threat and uh, can, can be very despicable and uh, <laughs> dismaying to a lot of people, but how does this work in the financial world? Well, at, we've got so much electronic access and so much access to information in general today that there are more and more people that are going uh, the digital route. But interestingly enough, Chuck, I, I find that we also find uh, probably an equal number of people that will call us to say uh, either A, they've tried the digital route, they've tried the betterments, they've tried the acorns, they've tried all of those. Uh, and what they find is that the complexity of trying to put together a retirement portfolio is so much different than trying to put together an accumulation portfolio. I mean, literally, when you're working, folks, go out and buy yourself a couple of uh, index funds, buy an all-world fund and, and an all-world stock fund and an all-world bond fund and just let it roll. And it's not going to make any difference for you. But when you start getting into retirement, now we're talking about income distribution. We're talking about a lot of factors that have absolutely nothing to do with uh, the digital media or doing with the market. So um, we find that when it's time for retirement, that most of you uh, come in to engage with us because your biggest questions when you're going into retirement is not what should I own? It's how should I spend it? And what are the tax ramifications going to be? And when am I forced to take this money? And what happens with my social security? And so on and so forth. So that's where the danger can come, is that people um, continue to look at their portfolios, Chuck, in retirement, like they did when they were working, and it couldn't be any more opposite worlds. Yeah, you know, I guess in the world of uh, maybe robo-advising, uh, is that part of what we're talking about here? I, I don't know. Uh, if people, uh, when you look at um, uh, the modern technology today, a lot of do-it-yourselfers want to do a lot of different things with their retirement plans, and maybe sans an advisor, and they think they can do it uh, remotely. I, I don't know. Yeah, we we do see that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, focus on fees and how much is it going to cost me and things like that, and uh, certainly everyone is aware of fees, everyone is aware of cost, but I do find that sometimes people will uh, confuse cost with value. Uh, they think they can go out and buy a cheap Vanguard index fund or something like that, and that their problems are going to be solved. And cheap doesn't mean good, folks. Uh, mm -hmm. Cheap doesn't mean effective. You can, I, I recall the days uh, early, early on when I was in my teens, when I started working in a grocery store, and the owner there had a sign that was in the front of the store. Uh, and he said, highest quality, lowest prices, best service, 
And underneath that, it said, pick any two, because you just can't have everything within something. It's like, if you want to have the best level of advice, if you want to have the lowest prices, if you want to have all of those sorts of things where you're going to have to make a concession somewhere. So you, you either want to do it yourself on the cheap and maybe you make it, maybe you don't, or you want to hire somebody to do it. That's been doing this work literally for decades that there's nothing that hasn't been seen by them at this point in time. Don't you think too, Sam, like, I mean, we, you've been, you've been doing this for 20 years and even though, you know, the older generations using Twitter and Facebook and all these different social platforms, but when it comes to retirement, I mean, people have worked 30, 40 years for this and now they want to sit with somebody. I mean, they want to look at somebody in the eyes and ask a question because you know how they take their social security what they do with income this all plays a big role in how long is that money going to last are they going to run out things like that no it's very true it's very true and people like that i think people like that personal interaction with with the human being uh we notice it generationally uh, much more than anywhere else it's interesting when we deal with uh Oh, maybe children or even grandchildren at this point of some of our clients, uh, they're much more comfortable with texting and with things like that. But um, they're also not retired and they're not even remotely close to being retired. So uh, we do find that most people that are in retirement, um, I mean, honestly, I've yet to meet the person in a couple of decades of doing this uh, that was entirely comfortable in a do-it-yourself manner. It's, It's amazing to me how many times that people, they they're do-it-yourselfers during their working years which Mm -hmm. everybody is because you're just getting a couple of mutual funds in a 401k it's like you know this isn't rocket science to figure this out right um but then it's amazing the number of people that turn to us when they do hit retirement because all of a sudden they start doing their research and doing their homework and they realize oh this is a whole nother world and even the people that come and see us luke uh you see this all the time that they've had an advisor for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Last, they, they've had a financial advisor for years and years. But then when they start to sit down with that person and ask them the, the the specific and what can be difficult questions about retirement, they find they get the deer in the headlights look. Yeah. And they, they realize the person that they're dealing with, while probably a fine financial advisor, if all you want to do is save money and never have a plan, they're perfect for that. But when right. it comes time to talk about income distribution, taxes, and things of that nature, they're just simply not qualified. Yeah, that hasn't been their focus right it been their focus. i mean it's yeah. it's no qualm against them it's it's not anything it's bad against them it's just yeah. what they've chosen to focus on and they don't have these extra tools in their toolbox where they've helped families navigate the retirement decisions well what i find very interesting gentlemen is that more than half of investors uh, retirement plans were classified as financially unhealthy it's kind of like going to your doctor and saying uh, well there's nothing wrong with me well wait a minute i can't breathe like i used to uh, my blood pressure's up a little bit and uh, you know there's some silent things going on in your body uh, six and ten respondents saying that they have challenges managing their accounts digitally so this is what we're talking about here so what's the bottom line here uh, because uh, the the survey that you were talking about that jd power 2022 survey on digital experiences uh, say that there's a uh, increasing dissatisfaction sam in the digital retirement planning experience so i guess my question is why do people do it in the first place um because they think they're going to save a buck. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the the, tip, the people that we typically see that want to go fully the do-it-yourself route. Um, I mean, they will say that, oh, we just want the experience ourselves. We want to be hands-on. We want to be this. We want to be that. I can tell you that in, as Luke was saying, over 20 years of doing this, I have met maybe, maybe a half a dozen people in that time frame 
who were good and competent and confident in what they were doing. Um, the the others I've met, you just, I mean, I know you're a do-it-yourselfer, but you hop and skip around, and you're in this fund, and then you're in that fund, and then Money mm-hmm. Magazine's talking about the latest flavor of the day fund manager over at this company, so you're jumping around. I mean, you're, you know, you're like a, you're like a, you're like a piece of mercury. I mean, you just can't get pinned down, and you don't have a plan, and it's not a plan, and it's not healthy at all. Um, Chuck, what we find bottom line is that the easiest way to go about this is if you seriously and seriously and sincerely want to engage with people that do retirement planning for a living, and that's all they do, um, come and see us, and we can run your current portfolio through a risk allies analysis and. Look, we don't have any bias on this. It doesn't make any difference to me what you're doing. It doesn't make any difference to us if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you want to stay being a do-it-yourselfer. But you need to understand what you are doing first. And even more importantly than that, you need to understand why you're doing it. So we like to use Riskalyze because it's completely, there's no bias in it whatsoever. Uh, It is all based upon what your risk levels are, but it will give you an analysis that you may or may not like the results on, but it will expose everything, warts and all, whether it's inefficient, whether it's capturing more of the downside of the market than it does the upside of the market. You can do comparisons to a peer group to find out because we see that all of the time too chuck that's very common with people that are working digitally they think they're doing a great job and they think the portfolio is the greatest thing since sliced bread and then we actually run it through its paces and we find out that it's been underperforming its peers uh at the same re- relative level of risk by 10 15 20 percent mm-hmm. and then the light starts to come on to say you know what i think there is more to this than just reading money magazine and picking out a couple of index funds. well that's right and uh when you look at it and, and Luke can probably talk about this too. When we talk about the people who were surveyed, uh, a lot of people are now giving up on these websites to plan their retirement. And uh, the best way to do things, uh, I think you'd agree, gentlemen, is to have a healthy retirement coming down to a key factor, and that is working with an advisor. Don't try to be a do it yourself or don't try to be a, a robo person or try to do it digitally, I guess, is uh, what we're talking about in this segment. Yeah, I mean, if you. Um, if you've been doing it a long time and you're just comfortable making those decisions, confident making those decisions, keep doing what you're doing. Nothing Uh, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But if you have questions, if you're wondering, um, and you haven't studied up and you don't maybe enjoy studying up on the latest tax changes or income changes or how social security is going to affect you working with somebody who specializes in this area that that's all they do um you know it's kind of like needing a cardiologist right you're not going to go to your family practice doctor and ask them decisions about you know an open heart surgery we're the experts this is an area that we focused on for 20 plus years so reach out and let us know how we can help, what concerns you're having, so that we can address those head on. Absolutely. So, Sam, as we wrap up this segment, uh, tell us about that retirement lifestyle review you can provide at no cost, no obligation for our listeners. Well, it's just basically a set-down session. You come in, we're going to chat uh, maybe an hour or so, either on our Appleton office or our Green Bay office, and let's just talk about you. Let's talk about where you're trying to get to, what you're trying to achieve, what your hopes, your dreams, your goals are, and what you're looking at in retirement. And let's just see if uh, if you're on track, if uh, what you're talking about is feasible, if it's doable. Uh, the number one question you usually come to us is, can you retire? And the only way to answer that question is to sit down and look at everything and aggregate and say, well, yeah, you're ready to go or 
you know, we need to do some tweaks here. So uh, real comfortable. There's no selling pressure. There's no brochure pressure. There's none, none of that. I'll get you a copy of my book, Purpose Determines Placement. We're in the second printing of that now. Um, and at least get you somewhat uh, like an instruction manual, if you will, of how to approach this retirement process and get you pointed in the right direction. All right. And that's very easy to do, ladies and gentlemen, anywhere in the Fox Valley. You're listening to us. It's 866-203-7486. That's the phone number to reach Sam, uh, Luke, or Andy at uh, Dual Financial Services. Uh, The strategies are there for you. Uh, It is 866-203-7486. And remember, this comes at no cost, no obligation, because it's all about your retirement. And you can get that retirement lifestyle review. If nothing else, come on in, have a nice cup of coffee, and uh, sit down and discuss your retirement and get uh, a chance to to pick the brain of Sam or Andy or Luke about your retirement, because they've got your best interest in mind. They're fiduciaries uh, who, uh, again, put uh, you ahead of them. 866-203-7486. Don't delay. Make that phone call right now. Break time coming up. What's coming up next, Sam? Well, one of the toughest things about planning for retirement is to anticipate the unexpected. When we come back, we'll go over some of the unexpected things you should include in your plan. Welcome back to your retirement. Chuck Caton here along with uh, Sam Duell and Luke Van Abel of uh, Duell Financial Strategies. And uh, they have uh, your best interest in mind. They are independent. They will give you the straight skinny on retirement planning. And remember, if you uh, didn't catch that number before the break, it is a toll-free number of 866-203-7486. All right, let's outline, Sam, some of the uh, uh, commonly forgotten expenses in retirement. Uh, is your emergency fund ready for some retirement curveballs? That's the question here. We've seen inflation eat away at uh, some money. A lot of people don't uh, have that emergency fund uh, uh, for things like unexpected home repairs and maintenance, and they really should, shouldn't they, Sam? Oh, you absolutely have to have that that pot in place uh, because it's going to happen. You're going to have unexpected things come up. Uh, it doesn't matter how well maintained your house is. It's you know it it always happens at the, the most inopportune times where the furnace stops working or the water heater goes or whatever the case might be. And who knows those uh, those repairs could be hundreds of dollars. They could be thousands of dollars. Uh, you know it just you never know what's going to come up. So you need to make any repairs and improvements that you're going to do typically before retirement. That is a great way to do that. Uh, you'll often come in and ask us, you'll be in the waning years of working. Let's say you've got another year to go or 18 months or two years or something like that. And you're saying, well, should I, should I be putting more into my 401k? Should I be putting more into this? In most cases, you probably have enough money, physical assets stored away. But what you're not thinking about is, after you retire, you're saying, "Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna need to withdraw twenty-five thousand dollars to work on the house." Well, instead of putting it in one pocket, taking it back out of another, why don't you just look at taking that money, divesting that towards the repairs and and things that need to be made, uh, maybe paying off ancillary debt, things of that nature. Because remember, folks. Money is money is money. It doesn't matter necessarily whether it's sitting inside of your 401k waiting to be spent 
or if you go ahead and spend it on something that you know is going to need to be taken care of, one way or the other, the money's going to get spent. So a lot of times we'll talk with people about that. How should you direct your savings in the waning years of your work? Absolutely. This is very, very important, ladies and gentlemen, because when you're talking about having an emergency fund for emergencies, you don't know what that emergency is going to be, right, Luke? Uh, uh, When it comes to uh, unexpected health care costs, for example, that's another area you must be prepared for. Yeah, this is a huge area for people because, I mean, let's face it, the the numbers are around 70% of people are going to need some form of long-term care down the road. And I've been hearing more and more retirees say, and the, the age is different for everybody, but they're like, Luke, I hit, I hit 60 or I hit 75 and I just feel like you know, my health or that's when, you know, different ailments or things started, you know, the hip or the knee or, you know, all these different things that over time cost money and is something that's unforeseen. And we want to think at some level that we might be invincible and, and not having to come to grips with the fact that we're getting older, but healthcare costs are rising. Um, insurance premiums are going up, meaning you've got to come out of pocket for more of these expenses. So this is another area to be planning for, to be thinking about. And I mean, you can minimize this risk. I mean, there's there's helpful ways you can do that. Hopefully you've been making the right decisions from a from a dietary standpoint and just a lifestyle standpoint. But, you know, more practically, you know, when you start getting into this retirement time frame, you want to be sure that you know, you've got your long-term care in order if you're going to cover that from some other means that, you know, as you get closer to that 65 years old, that you're looking at a supplemental plan to kind of fill in some of those gaps that are there. And keep in mind, folks, that Medicare doesn't cover long-term care. It's not designed to cover long-term care. Um, So review your insurance plans, review these areas so that, um, you don't have to dip in and take out huge sums of money out of your retirement accounts and potentially have a a huge impact on a spouse, loved one, um, by not having that in order. Yeah, right. Unexpected expenses. That's what we're talking about here on this segment of Your Retirement with uh, Sam and Luke. All right. uh, Well, this is one of these uh, conscious decisions you can make. This is a controllable, I think you'd say, Sam, right? If you um, make a a decision to relocate, maybe you're not going to go to Fort Myers, Florida right now, but you're going to go to some areas. uh, But if you are planning it, that's one thing. But what about the people who are in retirement, they're comfortable where they are, and they're, for some reason, going to relocate when they didn't plan to? Well, that, it can happen multiple different ways. I mean, you know, there could be maybe one spouse is working uh, and the other one has retired, but then there's an unexpected job loss by the employed spouse. Um, it could be it could be a divorce. I mean, it's you know, it's not like it happens every day, but certainly we see plenty of that, too, where uh, people have been together for 30, 35 years and then they head into retirement and they finally make the decision that they're just going to going to call it a day. So you just you need to be thinking about these things. It's and it's not something that that you can always quote unquote plan for, but you at least need to have the conversation be open about it because these are things that could jump up and bite you where you have gotten you know, you've got your, your mindset plan going one direction and then all of a sudden something jumps in that you weren't expecting and now it's flipped your plan upside down. 
All right, so how do you minimize something like this? How can you control that? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing is just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Just just talking with the advisor about it and, and discussing it and saying, okay, here's here's all of the possibilities. That's why um, we really we, we implore you to spend a lot of time talking amongst yourselves if you're a married couple or if you're single, just giving some serious thought to this before you ever sit down and engage with any advisor uh, because they can't tell you what to do. That's not what we're here for. We're not here to tell you what to do. Thus the word financial advisor, not financial teller. You have to bring to the table the ideas, the thoughts, the dreams, so that we can look at it in its totality and probably look at it in areas that you may not have thought of to say, all right, what about this? What about that? What if this happens? So you need to be open. You need to be very forthright. But more than than that, uh, instead of you know continually worrying about what's the balance in my account, all of those sorts of things, start thinking about what you're going to do with your life for the next 30 years so that a good comprehensive plan can be developed for you that fits you. Absolutely. Well, we're talking about planning for the unforeseen in retirement, and obviously this is something that is foreseen, but you can't predict it, Sam, and that is the death of a spouse. You don't know when it's going to happen, but you must be prepared for that as well, and that's just a reality. It is a reality, and it's something that none of us like to think about, but we do have to give consideration to that. Um, And it goes on so many different levels than what one would normally expect. It's like, yes, this is a a horrific emotional thing to have to deal with, but it's also a tremendous lifestyle thing to deal with. Um, You know, I would think uh, the first thing I would typically think of is, uh, let's say the husband dies, all right, and we're going along here, and we've got two Social Securities coming in. We've got his Social Security and her Social Security. Well, Social Security is a greater of the two. So if you're making, you know, if he's making $4,000 and the wife is making $1,500, well, her Social Security of $1,500 is going to go away. She's going to pick up the 4000 but you just lost a net $1,500 out of your household income during a month. Um, what about pension? Are you receiving a pension payment? Tremendous thought has to be given to that up front before you ever get to that scenario to say, okay, what happens to this pension? What happens to these payments if this primary spouse dies? Do they go away? Do they get cut in half? And then the third thing that will jump up and bite you that you need to be thinking about here is taxes. It's massive. Because you're now filing as a single person, your tax brackets are different. And you will find in many, many cases that you're bringing less money into the household than you were before, but because you're filing as a single person, your tax bill just went up. So you're paying more taxes on less money than you were when you were married. So many of these things that you have to talk about, um, do we have outstanding debt? Is there life insurance? What is the case here? Again, unpleasant things that we have to talk about, but give these things some thought, folks, before you come in and talk with us. And let's just get it all out on the table because in reality, a well-thought-out retirement plan, the last thing you need to be worrying about is what you're invested in. Absolutely. So tell people how they can uh, come and uh, have their fears assuaged and and maybe uh, talk about all of these things in preparation for retirement that uh, may be unforeseen. Yeah, talking about it's just a great way to start. So give us a call. Chuck will give you the number for it. You can make an appointment in Green Bay or in Appleton. You'll call in. You'll talk to Rick. And Rick is going to run you through just a short series of questionnaires. Uh, and 
we'll kind of figure out who would be the best advisor for you to speak to because each advisor has their own strengths within this and each advisor has their own personality. So Rick will figure that out. He'll get you scheduled. You can sit down and talk with Andy, talk with Luke, talk with Sam, and we'll just have a good, honest, straight up front conversation with you and talk about what can be done and what can't be done. We can get rid of some of the myths that are so prevalent out there today. And we can talk about the reality of your retirement within the construct of what you have to work with rather than what your friends are doing or what you're reading about in your periodicals or your options newsletter or whatever the case might be. Let's talk about you, real you, real retirement. And the way you can do that is very simple. Call 866-203-7486. That's uh, 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation. Sit down, talk about all these matters of retirement planning, because it is your retirement with Sam or Andy or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies, because it's all about your retirement lifestyle review, and part of it is planning for the unexpected. That's what we were talking about in this segment, 866. 866- 6203-7486. Don't delay. Don't procrastinate. Make that phone call right now. What's happening in the next segment, Sam? Well, the year 2022 is now being compared to 2008, and that's not pretty. From rising interest rates to runaway inflation, there's no question it's a tricky time to retire. The good news is that we've got some strategies for pre-retirees and retirees to stay on track in this bear market. Your retirement continuing. Chuck Caton here along with Sam Duell, Duell Financial Strategies. He is uh, accompanied by Luke Van Abel. Andy Schooler is on assignment this week. And now we're going to talk about something that we don't want to belabor, but we have to live with right now. And that is uh, runaway inflation. We've seen it here. And a quick poll of financial advisors showed that uh, their clients are more preoccupied with gas and food prices, and rightly so, than a terrible stock market. But all of it is going hand in hand right now. And if that's you. We've got some solid ideas to help you navigate your retirement in this bear market, as uh, Sam said before the break. And uh, we'll start with Jeremy Siegel, who is a professor of the Wharton School of Business, uh, discussing the uh, Fed's decision to raise those rates, making the point that the Fed's been uh, trying to overcorrect their rate hikes here to give the Fed, uh, and he's giving the Fed a D, basically, here, Sam, for their attempts to tame inflation. The money supply has expanded 40% from the pandemic to the present time, which is the greatest in U.S. history. We we have never seen expansion of money like this. And listen, inflation is the price of money. And if you supply too much of anything, its price is going to go down. And that is what inflation is. All right. Uh, let's talk about that. What grade, Sam, would you give? Because there are some outside circumstances. The political part of this has been part of the problem, I think. Oh, it's, you know, Jeremy Siegel, uh, I think, in giving him a D as being generous. Uh, (laughs) My my personal and professional opinion of the Federal Reserve is that they're a joke. Uh, They're they're nothing more than a a political arm. They're no more independent than anybody is. Uh, They're a complete 
complete and total political puppet, uh, and they're a total failure. Uh, they should have done this three years ago. The problem that we're having right now um, is completely at the doorstep of the current administration spending money like there is no tomorrow. I mean, we've pumped massive trillions of dollars into the economy. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a Mensa candidate. As a matter of fact, you got to be pretty stupid to not understand that pumping money into uh, an economy at the rate that they have is going to cause inflation. And now we've got the political puppets over at the Federal Reserve uh, now saying that they're trying to tame this, which the whole problem is also at the doorstep of the Federal Reserve because they have been inactive for the last several years. Uh, that's ever since, basically since going back to 2009 when they started quantitative easing. Um, it's it's a joke. So until until things start to loosen up in the supply chain and some things like that start to happen. The Federal Reserve has zero control over this inflation. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, that, Luke, and, and, and amplify on it because it might be argued that the failure of the plan uh, appropriately is that what the Fed is under such intense scrutiny right now. And as Sam just said, uh, is it too little too late? Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, what's going on with uh, Chairman Powell and what's going uh, in terms of how we get out of this mess? Yeah, I mean, I think Sam started to to hit on it where it's just like they're, they've delayed this and they've kicked this can down the road for so long that it's like if you to start made, making some incremental changes. Yeah, 20 years ago, basis points. Yeah, at a time, right? Basis 15 basis time, points yes, years ago. You know, we wouldn't be in the situation now where they've got their foot on the gas pedal. It's to the floorboard and they're saying, we're not going to take it off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's that's not a good strategy. Yeah. And the problem is that's what they're saying. But next week, it'll be something different. The winds will blow in another direction and they'll change their mind. But so far, they haven't taken their foot off the gas. They haven't. I mean, they've they've in 2022, they've increased their rates about as quickly as they could oh it's absolutely and now they they like to come out and say well you know we think there can be a quote unquote soft landing malarkey right there's not going to be a soft landing no folks this is going to be painful Mm -hmm. and it's going to continue to be painful and if you want to know why it's painful look no further than washington dc and madison wisconsin at all of these centers of government and these absolute out of control politicians spending money like it was theirs when it's not it's yours mm-hmm. uh and then like i said look look at a uh, look at a political puppet treasury secretary a political puppet uh federal reserve and you'll understand why you're paying the price that you're paying at the pump it's their fault Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was Saudi Arabia's fault. Yeah, and yeah. Putin and anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Politicians do the best thing they do is lie and point their finger another direction. Well, uh, there is one thing uh, that you, you know, you say you're retired, ladies and gentlemen, but you can get a part-time job. One of the best ways to ease that financial crunch is uh, to get a part-time job and add income. And right now, that seems to be a growing trend because let's hear from Paycheck CEO Marty Mucci on that. You know, you're seeing, as you know, savings coming down and also credit card debt going up. And so I think there will be more people coming back into the workforce. Uh, You know, I hate to buck the trend, but you're seeing 60 to 64 year olds, you know, coming back into the workforce. That participation rate is coming up. All right. And there are a lot of uh, people who say they're the most reliable people you can think of right now. And those are still people that are several years younger than I am. I'm still in a workforce. I enjoy what I do working with you guys. And so uh, what's your thought on uh, working part time and uh, getting back into that workforce and being a productive member of American society? Yeah. You know, I look at it and 
I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm looking at it from a very biased viewpoint. I I obviously am because I've worked since I was 13 years old. All I've ever done is work, uh, and I find a great deal of satisfaction in working. I find a great deal of self worth in working. Uh, so to me, the idea of you know just sitting at home and waiting for the government to send you a check is it's just I can't even fathom it. I can't wrap my head around that concept. But I do believe that if you are someone who still wants to be in the workforce, especially if you're in that very reliable generation uh, and they know you're going to come to work, they know you're going to do a day's work for a day's pay, you literally can write your own terms. I, I The number of people that we have coming in and talking to us right now that are working, but they're going to retire, but they have gone to their current employer and negotiated a part-time position, literally the... It's, at least, Luke, the people I'm talking about, the success ratio of that is 100%. Yeah. Every one of them that wants to stay on is staying on. And the companies are just, they're dying for good talent. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the that generationally, uh, the people that built this country are the ones that will continue to carry this country. And they are the ones that have been working their entire lives, uh, contributing to the tax base, doing all of those sorts of things. Uh, and I think that, that he's correct. We will continue to see this trend, especially of people that are in their 60s and so, um, either staying in the workforce, maybe at a part-time basis, or coming back into it because, again, I mean, how lucrative is it? Right. I mean, you can go out today and land a job that's paying you 15, 17, 18, 20 bucks an hour. Well, let's face it. There's jobs out there where you can be online and working yep. from home. Yeah. I mean, if you if you have an Internet connection and you're even somewhat comfortable. Yeah. I mean, you can consult a little bit. You can work from home. I mean, it, there's so many everywhere. options. Yeah, so a lot of options. different things to do. And then uh, I guess, uh, you know, if you're sitting back there at home and uh, thinking about inflation and how you could try to beat it, you could test drive your retirement budget. Right, Luke? Because... Uh, you need to th know what you're spending in retirement and uh, considering inflation, uh, be prepared and prepared nicely. Right. I, and Chuck, you bring up a good a good point in, you know, one of the strategies, one of the ways that you can sort of help yourself is maybe in that last year or few years leading up to retirement. If you can start to test drive, if you will, the expenses that you're going to have in retirement. You know, if you're a husband and wife, maybe that's living on one of your incomes. If you're, you know, just a single earner family, um, you know, start living on the budget that you're going to have for yeah. retirement. And you live know? on the income of the person that is still working and just see, does that can we do this? Yeah. Can we do this without Social Security on, without the pension on? Can you live and you know that's the time to learn well no we we can't work things are a little bit too tight you know we need a right. little bit of extra um you know that can be tweaked down the road or mm -hmm. you yep. know I, what i think a lot of you will find is that you can and well, you make adjustments along the way and it will prepare you i mean it, we've got uh, uh clients that they did exactly that. He was going to retire. She was going to continue to work for a while yet. Uh, and so about 10 or 12 months before retirement, they started living on her income to make sure it would work. And it did. Now, the, the really interesting part to the story is that after that, she lost her job where she had been for 35 years, 35 mm. plus years. Uh, they just decided, you know, in the infinite wisdom of 
corporations that they'd rather have somebody in there at half the salary, I guess. But long story short, she lost her job. Uh, but they still were able to, because we had a solid financial and income plan, um, they still were able to make their way through that. They had good savings. They had good cash reserves. They never touched a dime that was in their retirement accounts during this time frame. And subsequently, uh, she has found a, a better job, was actually approached with a better job <laughs> than what she had before. So she's very, very happy with it. But this is the value of test driving these things before it ever occurs. It's like test it, test it, test it. You know, they don't just go out uh, on Formula One racing day <laughs> and just jump in their cars and go, oh, we should probably let's see how this is going to work. No, right. there have been there have been months and months and months of testing and practicing that's gone into place. Uh, for every minute that they're going to be on the racetrack. Mm -hmm. So make sure that the car is ready to go before you hit the race and check and double check and triple check all of the systems. And, and now the confidence they have, right? The confidence. I mean, she's got a new job. Absolutely. But if, if she wants to leave that, if something well, what changes. What a comfort. Yeah, absolutely. What a, what a comfort to be working somewhere. And no, you don't have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing like that. And, of course, uh, sticking you know, to your financial plan, this takes discipline as we wrap this segment up, Sam. Uh, building a cash reserve, optimizing your tax strategy, all these things have to be done cerebrally uh, to uh, uh, kind of, uh, well, navigate these uh, rocky waters right now. For sure. And, you know, the, the thing about this is that right now we're hyper-focused on 2022. And everybody, because of the way the human mind works, we have a very hard time focusing on anything other than that. But the reality of this, friends, is that if you're getting ready to retire at 60, 62 years old, 65, whatever you are, you've probably got 20 to 25 or 30 years of retirement. Here's the dirty little secret. This is going to happen again. And then it's going to happen again. And then it's going to happen again. The statistical probability is that you'll probably see two or three more of these. Maybe not the high inflation that we have right now, but you're going to see multiple bear markets during your retirement. So if you can't handle this one while you're working, then we have to have a serious discussion about what you will do in the future because this ain't the last time that the market's going to go into a bear cycle and it ain't the last time it could do it for a sustained period of time. So if you don't have a plan, you're just whistling past the graveyard. Amazing. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about the plan, as uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Duell says, and uh, he's got the plan for you. He and Luke and Andy Schooler can all help you with your retirement planning with that retirement lifestyle review. So please take them up on it, won't you? 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to get that retirement lifestyle review. And also, as Sam mentioned earlier, he's got that second printing of his book, Purpose Determines Placement. So if you're in the Fox Valley listening to us, don't procrastinate. Uh, make that no-cost, no-obligation phone call right now at 866-203-7486 and um, let Dual Financial Strategies uh, construct a plan that you can be confident with in this uh, time of uncertainty. All right, it's been a fast-moving show, Sam, uh, and I know your favorite segment, and you and Luke are going to uh, dive into some questions and answers next, aren't you? That time's coming up. Questions from listeners. That and more when we come right back. And we're back 
here on your retirement. Chuck Caton here. Question and answer time. Dual financial strategies. We have Sam Dual and Luke Van Abel in studio. And again, that number is 866-203-7486. Glad you're with us each and every week here in the Fox Valley uh, with uh, Dual Financial Strategies because this show is your retirement. It is all about you. It is individually constructed for your retirement needs. All right, Sam, you guys are ready, I think, uh, you and Luke, to answer some questions now? Ready to go, yeah. All right, we're going to go to Oshkosh, and Vincent is there, and he says 50% of my retirement is a fixed fund uh, that used to earn 10%, but has been knocked out almost zero over the last 20 years. Yeah, I am 61 years old and getting worried here, so what's the best plan for me going forward? Well, um, you know, Vincent, I mean, it's hard to say, <laughs> not, not knowing you or having met you, but uh, you said that 50% of your plan is in a fixed fund uh, that's used to earning a very high rate of return. Uh, I would be curious as to what the other 50% is, whether that is at stocks and bonds or, or what's, you know, what are you in? Um, yes, it's very hard to make good interest today, but we are finding that the fixed rates are coming back. Uh, if we if we look back even a year, uh, if you wanted to buy a fixed investment, uh, say a CD or a fixed annuity, which would be the two most common uh, multi-year guaranteed rates, <clears throat> you know, annuities, uh, we're in the maybe one and a half percent range for mm -hmm. a three to five year plan. Uh, CDs were probably half of that. Uh, but we are starting to see now where, uh, especially interestingly in the fixed annuity world, uh, these we're starting to see rates that are topping 4% mm -hmm. on Absolutely. three year plans. Um, we're finding that's kind of a sweet spot. So if you're looking for fixed rates, they are still available. They're better than they've ever been. But no, you're not going to see 10%. I'm not aware of anything out there that's uh, that's going to give you a 10% return. But the biggest thing, Vince, that I think is making sure that that balance is correct. Because no matter what you're doing as a fixed principal and interest guaranteed portion of your account, if you've got 50% of it placed there and maybe another 50% of it in a, you know, in a, in a mild conservative to maybe moderate position, uh, depending upon your risk alive score, uh, that's a pretty good balance for you. Because if you think about it, if you had half of your retirement allocated to the stock market and the bond market, and that went down 10%, uh, but you had the other half of it allocated to a guaranteed interest. And let's say that that guaranteed interest was uh, 4%. Well, if you think about the math of that, yes, 50% of your portfolio went down 10 but the other half of the portfolio didn't go down at all. It actually made you interest. So your your actual aggregate loss on your overall savings account was very minimal at that point in time. So it's about balance, Vincent, and it's about what do I own and what and in what proportions is it owned. All right, good answer there. Now we've got a uh, husband and wife group here now for Luke uh, out of Manasha. And it's uh, Batsy and Philip who said the, they are in their mid-70s, and a friend told them about this program, and uh, they said they especially like Luke's voice. How do you like that? <laughs> there you go. So uh, they said years ago, I've been uh, thinking about being uh, clever, uh, move two, three years' worth of estimated RMDs out of our normal investment portfolio and into cash money market retirement IRA accounts. The intention there was to fund the cash account uh, during a better stock market environment and not have to tap our regular uh, retirement portfolio to meet the RMD requirement during these downturns. Uh, I had not counted on uh, periods like we're experiencing now of high inflation, so I'm now worried about the impact the high interest rates will have on our future. So, Luke, what are your thoughts? Well, 
Betty and Philip. I mean, I think you had a, a good idea in starting to shift some of that money from the pre-tax account in what was a stronger market environment to kind of build up, we, as we were talking throughout this segment, you know, to have some of that emergency fund money there at your disposal so you're not having to tap it during this downcline. Down uh, you did make a, a comment about kind of pre-taking out a required distribution to alleviate some of that pressure later on. Um, you still have to take a required distribution come you know, you said you're in your mid 70s. So if you're already 72 years old, you've got to take a distribution every single year just because you took out two or three years worth of distributions doesn't mean you're covered necessarily going forward. So be cautious of that. Continue to take out your required draws, but good that you've got some money positioned on the sidelines um, to cover your emergency needs. Um, and, you know, you're right. I mean, you've you've sat in a challenging spot because for the last 10 years, interest rates have been relatively low. I don't know what your debt scenario looks like, but if you're like most people, you've probably got yourself into a position where you don't have a lot of debt. So you weren't able to take advantage of that cheap money out there, nor were you probably looking to go out and take on a whole bunch of debt. So as the Federal Reserve, as these this inflationary environment continues to uh, do what it's going to do, uh, realize that some of the decisions that are being made right now, even though, as we talked about throughout the segment, that we don't necessarily necessarily agree with them, will start to bring inflation down. I mean, <clears throat> with interest rates climbing up, we've already seen the housing market slow down. We've seen different areas start to back off, which will cause that money that you do have to have more earning power for you going forward. All right, good answer there. Let's go to Green Bay now. Stu is there for you, uh, Mr. Duell, and uh, he says, I enjoy this show each and every week as well. Yet being 64, I find it uh, challenging this year and next, uh, contending with RMDs for retirement. I don't know why he's thinking about that at 64, but he said, I set up a consultation for next week, but I could really use some advice. I'm starting to feel a bit nervous. Now, I kind of don't understand this question because he's got a little bit of time, at least eight years and maybe even more if uh, the Senate passes the extension to the, what, the age of 73? Yeah. Um, I do find, though, a lot of people, when they start to get into that mid-60 range, that that the required minimum distribution thing is pretty becomes pretty relevant in your well, mind. Well, here's the thing. I You know what? Th that must be something new then. They're smarter than I am because when I was 63 or 64, I didn't even know what a required minimum distribution was. <laughs> yeah, I think that people are becoming, uh, you know, they're becoming more educated on these things. But um, reality, Stu, I, you're wise at 64 to be thinking about this required minimum distribution uh, because that is the inherent problem is that uh, very, very few financial advisors ever have that conversation. If they're not retirement advisors, they never have that conversation about uh, relative value of, uh, of IRAs uh, in light of how much will the required minimum distribution be. And then the most important question is, what will the tax ramifications of that be? Final question goes to uh, you, Luke, from Leo in De Pere. Uh, he says, I already received Social Security benefits, but I'm still working, and I recently had a severe heart attack. And it appears I cannot work for at least a year until I hopefully recover. So can I receive disability Social Security benefits in addition to the regular ones I get? Hi, Leo. Thanks for writing in. Hope you're uh, holding up well here after 
um, the heart attack. Um, they, the short answer is that no, you cannot uh, receive both benefits simultaneously. Uh, you can receive, you know, if you've been on Social Security and now you become disabled, you are eligible to switch over to your disability benefits. Uh, that payment may stay the same. It may go up slightly. Uh, just as kind of a, for your information, your, your disability payment is typically equal to what your benefit would be at full retirement age. So if you've elected to take your benefits prior to then, you may see somewhat of an increase in your disability payment. Um, there's an application process for this. Social Security will need some additional background information. Um, and they will offset and, and back pay um, if you, say, had you know the disability start back 12 months ago and that doesn't get started for 12 months. They will retroactively pay you that payment. So that's something to keep in mind. But no, you cannot collect both Social Security and disability, that would be double dipping, and they kind of frown upon that. All right, as we wrap up the show, Sam, what can you do for the listeners? Well, that Retirement Lifestyle Review is always available for you. It's complimentary. It's no pressure. It's no sales pitch. It's no hype. It's just an honest eyeball-to-eyeball conversation in person with you to determine what direction do you want to go. How do you want to approach retirement? Can you retire? All of the different areas that are of concern to you can be answered in that meeting. And then we can make a decision. Are you a fit for us? Are we a fit for you? Would it make sense to continue the conversation? It's entirely up to you, folks. This is your retirement. The meeting is your time. It's your platform, your chance to ask the questions that you want to ask. Come prepared. You're going to do a whole lot more talking than we are. We're going to ask questions, and then we're going to listen. So we would enjoy meeting you. It's always really fun for us to meet people that have listened to us on the radio because, you know, I mean, Luke and I are sitting here looking at each other and our microphones. So uh, it's always fun to meet people that have listened to us, even if they do like Luke's voice better than mine. Um, so we would uh, we'd appreciate having you come in and I'll get you a copy of my book Purpose Determines Placement we're in the second printing of that uh, some great valuable information in there it's up to date and it has good good solid instruction and it'll 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 invoke some questions for you it'll make you think about what you're doing uh, and I'll tell you out of the I don't know thousands of these that we have provided to people uh, thus far uh, I don't believe I've met a person yet that didn't say it was valuable it was easy to read and and that they had an aha moment when they were reading it. All right, very informative. And by the way, you uh, have your voices compliment each other on this show each and every week very well. And we're missing Andy. we got to have that female touch as well. All right, it's 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation to get a hold uh, of either Sam or Andy or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies for that retirement lifestyle review that we're talking about. And remember, we're talking no cost, no obligation. Have a sit-down with uh, these two gentlemen or Andy at 866-203-7486 to discuss your retirement because it's individual for you. Sam, great show. Uh, Luke, uh, good Good to be with both of you. And I know you have some final thoughts, Sam. Yeah, just uh, appreciate everybody tuning in and looking forward to talking more same time, same place next week. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. 
Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.